The World Show with Nikki B. I'm Nikki B. This is The World Show. Thanks for all the love that is coming through. And right now we're crossing over to the UK to speak to a woman. You know, when you talk about my musical journey, well, she was such a strong part of my musical journey. Growing up in the 70s, the 80s, right up until today. Welcome to The World Show, Joan Armatrading. Hello. Hi. Nice to be here. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Joan. How's it in you you in the UK? I'm in the UK and it's hot. That's it's what so Yes. Hot. You're in the middle of summer <laughs> and I'm sure it's warm. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. I hope everybody's keeping safe there. <laughs> well, yeah, I you know, it's it's quite difficult to know what um what's going to happen because tomorrow is they're calling it freedom day i don't know what that means uh but what it means is that uh, a lot of the restrictions if not all of the restrictions will be lifted so just hope that everybody will stay safe because well i don't know that we're over this thing yet and um we've just got to be mindful really yes absolutely and i think it's really up to each individual at this stage but now, Joan, you you grew up. I mean, you were born actually in 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 Saint Kitts, and then you yes. moved to to the UK when you were still a child. Um, yes. Yes. Well, so, my father, my father was uh, from Saint Kitts. My mother was from Antigua. So I was born in Saint Kitts. Left Saint Kitts when I was three. Went to Antigua and left Antigua when I was seven to move to England. So I've lived in England since I was seven. So it, Britain is really very much home. Yes. And, uh, you know, how did you come? Because from what I've heard, and please correct me if it's, if it's wrong, but you actually started playing the piano. Is that correct? Yes. Before I was 14, so I, was, I don't know what age, 10, 11, 12, 13, I used to write limericks and f- funny little stories and um, jokes. <laughs> yes. And... Um, my mother then decided that she wanted a piano just for the just she thought it was a great piece of furniture she put it in the front room and that was it she didn't think in terms of would would anybody play it she wasn't going to play it it was you know she just thought it looked great yes so literally as soon as the piano arrived i started to write lyrics instead of limericks so i've never put music to limericks it's only lyrics okay (laughs) very interesting Yes. He used to play uh, the guitar, but he used to play it kind of like in secret and he would hide the guitar and he wouldn't let me touch it and I wasn't to look at it even. And, <laughs> and I think just that really, really made me want to play the guitar. So I saw a guitar in a pawn shop and it cost three pounds. I said to my mum, can I have that? She said, well, if they'll swap it for these two old prams, you can have the guitar. Amazing. <laughs> and I still have the guitar. And my father didn't show me anything on the guitar apart from how to tune it. And actually tuning the guitar is probably the most important thing you should do when you're trying to learn to play the guitar. Yes. And he taught me with a, a tune, a way to tune it that I've never seen anybody else do. And it, you, you play this little funny little tune as you're tuning the strings, you play this funny little tune. Yes. And that's how I still tune my guitar. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, and I'm sure he was, is your father still around? No. I'm no. sure he was very proud of you in the long run. But I must say thanks to your mom for buying you that guitar. Oh, my <laughs> mom is instrumental in, uh, you know, it's 
the, she got the piano in and she allowed me to get have that guitar. She's very, very... When people say to me, who's your inspiration and who's 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 kind of the person that you look to for... It's my mom. Yes. <laughs> Without her. Yes. Thank you, mom. Thank yes, you, mom, thank for you, bringing mom. us Joan and her beautiful music. <laughs> but now, uh, you know, we actually... We're celebrating 50 years of your career at the moment. Um, yes. Wow. Next year. Well, next year... Uh, so my first album came out in 1972, so next year will be 50 years. And so I've made a, a an album. This is the 22nd album. I mean, there's a lot of albums over all the years. And I just love writing. That's really why we've got so many albums. I love writing. And I love the fact that the, the public seem to be still interested in, in what I'm doing. And, and it's the public that have allowed me to have this long career. You know, I can't do it on my own without the public. There's kind of no career. So... Um, it's it's working out quite well, I think. Well, that's that, there's your proof in the pudding. That's a great reflection on your work. But uh, you know, when you started in the seventies, I mean, you're very much a pioneer. I think you're a pioneer not only in terms of the music that you brought, but in terms of being this woman on the stage with a guitar. What was it like for you? I mean, what led you to you know to explore music and to say this is what I've got to do? Well, I I always say I was born to it because nobody told me to do it. Nobody showed me how to do it. As you, you've heard, my father didn't show me how to play the guitar. Didn't didn't show me how to play the piano. I just I just picked it up and kind of taught myself. So whatever I do, I'm teaching myself. Yes. And um, it's just something that I think I kind of have to do. I can't help it. I've just got to do it. And music it's just it just feels like a very natural and important part of me and that's 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 kind of that's why i do it and what was your first gig i mean where did you first start playing live but my very first gig actually thinking about it my very first gig was my brother my oldest brother for some reason and i don't know what the reason is i mean i've never asked him had something to do with putting on a, a show a concert uh, in Birmingham University and because I wrote songs um, he asked me would I, and I wrote my songs and sang them he asked would I do something in on that uh, show that he was putting on with other people I don't know as I said I don't know why he was involved in it because yes. he didn't go to the university so it was a bit, a bit weird but all the only songs I knew were the songs that I wrote because I didn't start out by learning other people's songs I didn't play along to other people's songs I just started out by writing my own stuff and that's all I knew yes um, and he said look Nobody knows your songs. <laughs> You're going to have to learn something that people know. Yes. So I think it was the sound of silence that I learned. So I played all my songs and then I played the sound of silence. Oh, amazing. Um, so that, was the first, that was the first gig. Yes. Uh, amazing. I want to continue with your story and also celebrate this album, your brand new one, Consequences. But let's hear a song and I want to start with the opening track, which is already there. Boy, Joan, you give us so much inspiration. As I said to you off, off air, we need the music of Joan Armour Trading right now. Already nice. there, anything you want to tell us about the song, when it came about, when you wrote it? Well, the, actually, the first track on the on the album is is Natural Rhythm and Already There's the second track. Okay. And already There is about love at first sight and I, I believe I could be wrong that um, when two people fall in love it's never instantaneous you don't get two people falling in love 
at the same time, you know, exactly. I think one person falls in love, then the other one has to catch up. Yes. And that's what this is about. So the first line says, you just told me you love me for the very first time. And that's the other person catching up. Yes. And then you have a beautiful, happy ending love story. Yes, amazing. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, it is already there. Speaking to Joan Armour Trading, here is uh, the second track of her beautiful album, Consequences. Nine five nine already there. She, of course, is our special guest tonight. Joan Armour Trading. The album is Consequences. Joan, you know this album, and in fact, I want to talk more about it. Consequences. Uh, it's very much about the theme of love, and that's uh, uh, obviously been something that has woven its way through your work. And I can't help but ask, you know, how has love for you evolved, or the concept of love, or um, since you wrote your first hit songs? You know, that show some emotion, love and affection. I mean, I'm just thinking of some of them. You've always sung about love. But what do you yes. think the difference is at this time of your life? Well, love love is a theme that goes through all of the albums that I've written. And I think the reason that most songwriters write about love is, the, is because it's all about people. And I'm very much a people watcher. Uh, the majority of the songs that I write are from observation. They're looking at people. They're looking at how you say, what's my observation of love through the different decades that I've been living? Yes. It's looking at people and how they relate to each other. And what's really interesting is, you know, love, it, it, you might think, okay, somebody falls in love and everybody falls in love in exactly the same way and it's an idyllic thing and that's the end of it. And it's, But it's not. Some people, when they fall in love, it can be quite a violent, relationship some people it can be quite kind of boring but they're in love uh, some can be um very kind of uh, incredibly caring some can be menage a trois kind of stuff yes. you know? I mean, there's, all, there's all kinds of areas of it and that's what i find so interesting if i mean if you look at a song like the weakness in me it's talking about somebody who's in love with somebody then they meet somebody else and they fall in love with them and then they have to choose which of these two people am I going to stay with? Who am I going to be with? Which Who do I love the most? And in, in the song it says it loves them, both of them kind of equally. Yes. So that's what I find really, really interesting. And because there's always new people, you're always getting something uh, like a new perspective on how people fall in love. I like to give the example of, and it's not love, but it's, it's this is what I find interesting. I, I was on the train one day and I saw a bunch of teenagers, say, I don't know, 15, 15, 16, that kind of age, and a bunch of girls. And they were, this one girl had just discovered olives. Yes. And she, and she was all excited about discovering this new food. And you'd think, well, so what? But that's only because she's new. The food is new to her. She she doesn't know that you don't necessarily need to get excited about olives, but it was all new. And that's what, that's kind of the world to people who are new to it and new to the different experiences. It's like getting excited and, and finding different ways of expressing this thing that you've just found. That's why I write about love so much because there's so many, you know, I wrote a song called More Than One Kind of Love. In yes. terms of, you know, this was written because uh, somebody that I know, they fell in love 
and there was such a kind of deep passionate love that they just ditched all their friends yes and we were saying to them be careful because at a certain point this is just going to come down to being a feet on the ground thing I think we um, all know somebody like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- so I think just, yes and I think also why I was asking you is because I love what you're saying and I think that the Eskimos have hundreds of words for snow and they say we have we should have as many for love but yes. uh, but I know for me you know there have been different phases of love even in my life the way I loved in my 20s is not the way I love now it's a different way of loving and I suppose it's all part of that as I say I write from observation so I'm generally not talking about my personal life um, I, I, I spent my last 50 years saying I want to keep my privacy so for me it wouldn't make any sense for me to say that and then write everything that I'm trying to keep private in a song it would be kind of like, are, you, are you mad? No <laughs> so the, the songs are generally as I say from uh, from observation Yes. Uh, but, but there's so much to observe and there's so many people to look at and, and people are I'm not eavesdropping as such but I am always kind of conscious of, of things that's happening around me, and, and as a creator, that's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. And I think I'm that's that's, that's also part of the relevance. You speak to me about how well received the album has been, and, and you thank the audience. But that is part of the relevance. Is that kind of perceptivity? Would that be the word? Or uh, you know, I want I don't want to say perception. perception. It's more the way you perceive, and 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 almost yes. yes, and I suppose have insights as well, and it's reflecting that. But now consequence. Why did you decide to call this album Consequences? Is it a theme as well as a title? A consequence. I'm, I'm very often talking about the consequence of things, uh, that, that actions have a reaction. And this album had absolutely nothing to do with COVID or the lockdown or anything to do with the pandemic none of the songs references none of the songs relate to it none of the songs were inspired by it and the way I wrote the album and recorded it was exactly the same as I wrote the, what, the last one and the one before that and the one before that is I write everything play everything arrange everything engineer everything so this album had nothing to do with that however the word consequence comes into the pandemic because the pandemic happened because of a consequence of either somebody eating something and getting a virus and passing it on, or somebody spilt something in a lab and the virus escaped. And now, and the consequence of that is the world shut down. Yes. Countries were closing their borders. People couldn't go and meet their friends. You couldn't go for a walk in the park unless it was Tuesday. You couldn't go shopping. You couldn't go to a restaurant. You couldn't go on your holidays. I mean, it just literally just kind of for too long a time closed down the world that's a consequence of something yes on the album uh, and the song is talking about and just remember that as I say it had, it had nothing to do with the pandemic but it just shows you yes yes um, the album consequence the song on there is talking about two people and saying look you know you've got to think about your actions because if you make the wrong choice or the right choice depending on how you yes. want to look at it uh, we could stay together or we could have to part. And you've got to think about the consequence of what you're doing and saying. Uh, so that's what Consequences is, is about. I absolutely love the song, so I'm going to play it now. The title track of Joan Armour Trading's album is Consequences. And uh, I told her, it's this week it's my favourite because I'm sure I'll have another favourite next week and another one the month after. But here we go. Joan Armour Trading on The World Show. I'm going to keep 
Oh, it's fading out. Joan, are you with us? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Thank you for playing that. Oh, I loved that. Um, I know when people hear that song and they hear the kind of atmospheric thing at the beginning, they probably think, is she ever going to start singing? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love it because, it, you know, again, it shows your work and that's been something that you've all, you've never compromised, actually. You've always brought us from the beginning, Joan Armour Trading. Has it ever been a challenge for you because you didn't fit into a specific genre? Well, I don't know if it was a challenge. I know that I, I just do what I do. Um, and I, th- I think in a way I was lucky. I, I, when I started, there wasn't anybody for me to say, OK, this is how this woman is playing the guitar and this is, these are the songs this woman is, is writing and singing. Yes. I, I was just doing what I was doing. So, and it wasn't until later when everybody started to say, do you realise you're the first at this and the first at that? That's, but I didn't have any kind of plan. I didn't think that nobody's doing this, let me do that. That was not in, I just was doing what I was doing. Yes. And I just love giving myself different challenges i like to think that when i'm for instance i think okay what should how should this album sound how should it be will this be a really acoustic sounding album okay yeah great will this one be a really keyboard sounding album yeah great will this be just a blues album no no pop song typey yes you know so i just give myself these different challenges all the time just to keep myself interested and and keep keep me fresh if you like um People might, you know, I'm sure there's people who's going to say, you're fooling yourself, Joan, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> I think... As, I, as long as I think I'm doing, yes. you know, I'm doing these things, then that's, that's good. <laughs> well, you're still going and you're still releasing. I thought it was 20 albums, so thanks for correcting me there. But it's 22, you say. I've been counting them and trying to work out exactly how many. Uh, but um, for me, you've always been one of those artists that never quite fitted into the pop category but at the same time became an international phenomenon. And for me, that's beautiful. It's what I call, you know, when the underground comes overground, if you know what I'm saying, (laughs) you know? And I think that, yes. yes, I know when, uh, certainly here as well, uh, sorry, the UK as well, but in America, because I wasn't kind of fitting into the, okay, this is a black person and this is what they're doing, or this is a female and this is what they're doing, because I wasn't fitting into that. They find it quite difficult to think, well, how do we tell people about Joan? How do we say this is this is what this is? And I know that they had some trouble kind of trying to work out uh, how, do we, how do we present this person to the, <laughs> to the public? I know they had, had a time of trying to work it out, but it worked out. I think it's got easier now, but I know, you know, having worked in the industry for so many years, there were, you know, for a long part, it was which category do you fit in? As you say, you could yeah. be soul, you could be folk, you, you've got rock elements, you've got, yeah. you know, oh, a jazz, jazz elements. So, yeah, right. yes. And But from what I'd also read, you know, that you were quite surprised because I think in the beginning, radios weren't playing you. Is that correct? 
But the very first album, I got lots of critical acclaim, acclaim and I got uh, Best Newcomer, all of that stuff. But the, but there was not lots of success with the album. Yes. It wasn't until, until the third album. So so I had an album, 72, 75, and then it wasn't until 1976 when uh, Love and Affection came out that yes. I got this big success and, and the worldwide success. Yes. Um, but from Back to the Night, I was kind of starting to, people started to know me. But I don't know if surprise is the word. I wasn't, I mean, when, when Love and Affection came out and I said to the record company I wanted to be the single, the record company actually said to me, remember, Joan, you asked for it. Because I think they were thinking, I don't know how people are going to take this. Yes. Um, but luckily, people really took to it. And I think it's probably more loved now than it was when it came out in the first place. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's, it's completely timeless music, you know, not only music, but also as, as we're talking about, the themes are still relevant today. Show some emotion. Yeah. There's a few yeah. people in my life I've asked that of. <laughs> <laughs> so the next song I want to play, Glorious Madness. Yeah. Tell Glorious us about Madness. this one. Well, that's... Just a couple of weeks ago, I was um, going to a, an appointment and coming down the street was a young couple and the girl, and I have to put it this way, the girl was holding the, the boy's hand, but he looked like a little puppy dog. I mean, she was literally just leading him yes. and she was definitely the person in charge. And I've also seen where the guy is skipping down the road with his girlfriend and I'm sure he's thinking, I hope none of my mates see me doing this. <laughs> and, and he's doing it because he's totally in love with this person. And that's the madness of being in love. Love can, you, you see it very often. You see people doing really weird things just because they're in love and they want to please the other person. Absolutely. So that's what Glorious Madness is about. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's how we can lose ourselves in the most beautiful way. Uh, speaking to Joan Armour Trading, I want to hear a few more stories and uh, of her thoughts as well. It is, of course, uh, the world show. And you with me, Nikki B. Next up is uh, Glorious Madness. The album is called Consequence. It is available. Nine five nine, glorious madness of Joan Armour Trading's consequences. A new album. I think you released that album. What is it? A month today, the eighteenth. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes, actually. yes. Eighteenth of June. That's right. Yes, amazing, beautiful, beautiful. You know, Joan. I wanted to ask you actually. Did this album? Did you make this album during the the COVID period, the lockdown period? I started writing it in just January beginning of January um, so as I said before it has uh, has absolutely nothing to do with Covid none of the yes. songs reference it none of it uh, relate none of it written about or includes it yes uh, so it has it has nothing to do with it and the way I work to make the album is the way I work to make the album before that and the before that and before that so I'm, I work literally on my own I do everything. So everything you hear on the album is just me. I'm just playing everything. That's what I wanted um, to know, yes. I, <laughs> I, I engineer the, the, the album. I, uh, I, um, I play everything, write everything, arrange everything, produce everything. So it's literally just me. That's, yes. And, and that's how, as I've been saying uh, 
I've made how, how many albums like that now? Yes. Very lucky that I did, the COVID didn't have any re- relationship to the creative part of uh, of what I'm doing. As I say, the day to day living, like everybody else, yes, I'm <laughs> I'm just as restricted as everybody else. But in terms of the creative part and recording and writing, that makes no difference. Yes, you didn't have to uh, you know juggle session musicians during COVID yeah. and all of that. Yeah. But it's beautiful and and, and it's very piano driven as well. This album as you said yeah. earlier yes yeah I wanted uh, so the, the last album is very acoustic well lots of acoustic um, songs acoustic guitar songs uh, but I wanted this one to be very keyboard so it's lots of piano lots of synths you know very keyboard sound yes a little bit of little bit of um, like um, to be loved that's an acoustic uh, yes uh, music song and there's a bit of guitar on as you heard consequences but in general not not a lot of guitar very very piano based keyboard based so if you were to perform this album you would uh, perform yourself on the piano or how would it work and what have you got coming up well generally i work with a band Yes. Um, but the first time I did a, a tour of America, which would have been 1973, I did that on my own. Apart from that, I've always worked with a band. And then in 2000 and 2012, uh, no, 2014 and 15, I decided since I'd never done it since 1973, I would do, do a solo tour. So I did that. Then I really liked it, so that the audience. So I did it again in 2018. Um, but after the, after so many years of touring, I decided that I didn't want to tour like that anymore. I didn't want to do these extensive tours that I was doing. Yes. So I decided that I would just do the, maybe the one-off gig. And I hadn't made any plans to tour in 2021 or 22. But when the album, when I finished the album, I thought it'd be really nice for people to hear these songs live. Yes. Um, and obviously playing live wasn't an option, but, but live stream's an option. So I decided to do a live stream concert, which will be on the 31st of this month. Uh, so I'm hoping that people will come along to it. And it's great because you'll hear the songs from all the different albums, you know, from Love and Affection to True Love to Down to Zero. But you'll also hear Glorious Madness and, and uh, Natural Rhythm and you'll hear Consequences. You'll hear the songs from the new album as well. So it's me on Electric and Acoustic Guitar, keyboard player, bass player, drummer, saxophone player. And we play in what I'm describing as a characterful venue. This is the yes. church, you know, the walls needing some repair, but the atmosphere is fantastic. It's just wonderful place. Um, and I'm sure and the acoustics as well. The, yeah, the acoustics, great, you know, because it's got that reverb, natural reverb in, in the hall. And so, it's and it's a good length show, it's just as, as if I was on tour playing in the concert it's a proper concert length yes so yeah please come along go to my website click on the ticket button that says get your live stream ticket and um, sit in your house and just really enjoy the show because we certainly had a great time I mean the rehearsals were, have been fantastic and yeah come along <laughs> I'd love to watch this uh, show live so you said it's on the 31st and I'm definitely going to share your website link with my listeners on social media after the show so that they oh, can also go you. yeah I'd love to attend I'm definitely I'm there <laughs> not that I'm going anywhere yes. else these days in South Africa we're still in lockdown <laughs> that's the thing I mean that's the beauty of it you mm. know, I'm not going to Australia I'm not going to America I'm not going around Europe I'm not going to you know 
Europe anywhere. So this allows, as people know, this allows you to tour, perform the show, perform the show, play the songs. People hear them live, hear with the band. And it's it's a great way to be able to do that. So Absolutely. And, you know, I think for many of us, it is music, uh, live streaming, movies, of course, that has kept us going during these really trying times. So thank you for the soul food. To anyone who will listen is the next track we're going to play. I think you've got a story around that one. Yeah, the reason that I wrote this is because I was I was um, I was reading an article. This guy, he was a depressive young guy, was depressive, and he was saying that he just wanted people to listen to him. He didn't want to help as such. He just wanted you know sit down, let me tell you my story, just hear what I'm saying. He touched me, yes. uh, so I, I wrote the song about it. And then a couple of months ago, but must be a couple of months now, Oprah Winfrey had a a, a show or a month ago, had a show called The Me You Never See, and Lady Gaga was on it, and she was talking about her mental health issues. And she was saying exactly the same thing as this young chap that I'd written the song about. She was saying people will sometimes appear as if they're listening to you, but they're not listening to you, and they'll go off and action something, but because they haven't listened, they're actioning something that's not quite appropriate. Yes. Um, so he was saying, other people in the show were saying, and she said, it's really important, the listening part, and kind of listen and hear, take it in. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that is, again, one of those incredibly uh, pertinent songs for uh, these times, even without COVID, it is. Because they say to listen is to love, is to show love, yeah. you know. Thank you so much. Let's hear this track. I want to squeeze in a couple more before I love and leave you at the 10 o'clock hour. Speaking to Joan Armour Trading, uh, what an absolute honor. Her new album is called Consequences. On the street, on the air, and what a gem is that. To anyone who will listen, that truly is a song that I think we need to remember in these days. Thank you for such a beautiful album, Joan Armour Trading. I wanted to play more songs, but we're running out of time. I can't let you go without asking you about uh, your, you know, can I put it in these terms, your relationship with Nelson Mandela, you performed for him. But also, is it true that he actually sent a message saying he wanted to meet you and you met him? Well, I I was in South Africa, I was in, um, doing a, a concert and uh, got a phone call saying, would you like to meet Nelson Mandela? What's the answer going to be? Of course. Yes. And um, so I went to the uh, his home and and I thought we met, met in the room, we started to talk. Um, there's nobody there but the two of us. And then I thought, oh, OK, everybody else must be off in another room somewhere. And then he said, um, do you want to come out into the garden? We go into the garden and it's still just the two of us. So that meeting was just the two of us. It was incredible. I, I couldn't believe that, you know, that it wasn't a whole gang of people. Um, so then um, I was asked to write a tribute song for him uh, called The Messenger, which I wrote. And then he heard it. He really liked it. And then he was coming to or he came to the UK to do like a private uh, function. And they asked, would I sing the song for him? So I sang the song to him on stage and I, I'd use the Kingdom Choir in the 
when I recorded the song, I'd use the Kingdom Choir as the choir. And so I got them to come on stage as well and um, sang the song to him. And he he was up on his feet, you know what he's like. Yes, <laughs> he's yes. On, yes. Doing the Madubo jive. <laughs> yes. And, and, and uh, then I got this massive hug at the end of it. And uh, that was, you know, a very, very special man. There's, there's not going to be a lot of people like him in the world. We need more people like him. We need more people who understand that it's it's nice to be kind it's nice to be thoughtful it's nice to think of your fellow man yes. um, not to be too selfish it's not to say you can't be selfish but not to be too selfish and if you think about how he came out of the situation that he was in and the other freedom fighters you've got to you know we have to remember them as well to come out of that thinking okay i could come out all vengeful let me let me just get my revenge and you guys just watch out now you're for it but no he came out with exactly the right forgiving caring this is still a person thing in his head you know yes and what's so nice about the people of south africa is that they went along with him because my belief is most people in the world are good people but and some people are more special than others and i think he was a very special person we are all special but some people just have this little extra specialness uh, and i think he was one of those people who just just was a very exemplary person absolutely and he you know he lived that beautiful truth that yeah. that he spread and today is of course nelson mandela day so i, I had to ask you that question and uh, i have to absolutely. end with the messenger because it's so beautiful Joan Armour Trading, thank you for joining us. Thank you for another incredible album, Consequences. And thank you for half a century of bringing us some of the sweetest music ever. Thank you so much. My, my pleasure. And doesn't half a century sound a long time? It does. Hey? That's why I said it. <laughs> but you, your sound is still so fresh. And uh, you like me. I think if we work with music, we'll always stay young. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Joan. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Madiba. Madiba. The World Show with Nikki B on Kaya 959.